0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leith, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Just before I begin today's podcast, I just have to share with you how I just walked in the door from being out for about two hours, and my little dog Simba, I've got two dogs, Simba and Nala, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about before, and Simba gave me the biggest smile. It was so cute how to see how these dogs just love us so much, and that smile just made my day, and so I just felt like I needed to share this cute doggy smile with you as well. Well, back to the podcast now that I'm in such a smiley mood. And in today's podcast, I'm sharing one of the recent NeuroLives I did on my NeuroCycle app as part of the New Year Brain Detox Challenge, which you can still join. It's never too late to join this challenge. The link for more details will be in the show notes. In this webinar, this NeuroLive webinar, I discuss compassion fatigue and the fact that we have an endless supply of compassion. We won't run out of compassion and empathy but we may battle to access it if we don't recharge our minds and brains. And I talk about how to do this recharging, so don't miss this. If you want to listen to the full recording and tune into future webinars, subscribe to the NeuroCycle app. I will leave the link in the show notes. I will be doing webinars. I'll be doing monthly Q&As and also bringing in guests. You can get the app on the App Store, Google Play or at NeuroCycle.app. And one more thing before you begin if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could take a few minutes to rate and review this wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the video version of the show on my YouTube channel. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf on YouTube. Oh, and just a quick note. If you are hearing this, you are currently not on the NeuroCycle app and you will only be hearing the first half of this conversation. In order to hear the full episode, you'll need to subscribe to the NeuroCycle app where you can listen to the full episodes in the NeuroLive section. And now on to the episode. Tonight, I'm going to talk about something that actually has been coming up quite a lot, trending quite a lot in the media, and that is compassion fatigue. And I know that you've probably, I mean, you must, I'm sure you're familiar with this term, and I'm sure that you're familiar with the fact that, you know, it was spoken about a lot over COVID, especially with in the medical community where they had so much you know they were constantly giving, giving, giving all the time, and they're in the you know care workers, like um, police, and in the medical community, as I mentioned. But that we understand. But the concept of compassion fatigue is that you can give so much that you're going to run out. Okay, now hold on to that. You can give so much empathy that you're going to run out. That's the kind of thinking behind it. So I've got some notes on my computer, so I'm going to look down occasionally because there's a lot of stuff I want to cover, and I want to make sure that we. Hit all the main points, and really want to help you with this because it's a very insightful angle that I'm going to present you about compassion fatigue. So, media presents the picture that we're in a compassion fatigue. We're in the midst of a compassion fatigue crisis, basically because of the brutal news cycle, because of the history of COVID, because of just what's happening in our world, and that that is taking a toll on our sympathy. The implication of this is that the more suffering we see the less we care because mentally we run out of empathy, okay? So they are saying that the more we see, the more of this brutal news cycle we expose exposed to, the more of this um, exposed even passively to suffering that's constantly ongoing, the less we are going to care because we're running out of reserves. And that's key to what they're saying. They're saying that we're running out of our empathy reserves with the implication that there's a tank. I mean, I'm just using an analogy. And it's got this, and it's filled with empathy. And as you are exposed to the brutal news cycle and, and the subtle exposure to different sufferings around the world of different things, people, human and, you know, animals and so on and the wars and everything that's going on, this thing is draining and eventually it's drained and it's gone. And then we don't have any empathy or compassion and people then become quite selfish. And this is the crisis that there's a lot of talk about. Now, there's a lot of research about compassion fatigue, specifically related to the care, the care, uh, people that are in the field of care work, like the medical, police, and so on, looking after, you know, in terms of looking after people in home nursing and that sort of thing. But they, the idea they're presenting is that we are going to run out of a resource, that there's a limited tank of this resource and we're going to run out of it. But the key is actually, you're not, you not you don't have reserves that are running out. You there's an you have an unlimited supply of empathy and compassion. And I'm not denying that people get compassion fatigue, but it's not because you've run out of compassion or empathy. It's because you haven't recognized the signals and that you haven't given yourself a chance to disengage and reboot your brain. So I'm going to explain that to you tonight and I'm going to give you some tips on how you can learn to recognize the signals of when, when you're entering compassion fatigue with the understanding that you're not running out of something, but that you're just exhausted. So you can't access what is unlimited. So compassion and empathy is unlimited. It's your part of your wiring. It's part of your nature. It's part of who you are as a human. And life experiences obviously taint that, but it's we're not tainting, we're not draining a tank. We are dra We are We are either too exhausted to access it, or something's happened in our lives that blocks access. So we want to open access again. And I'm going to give you some strategies for doing that. But just a little bit more about this. So the key is that we don't have reserves running out. Rather, you have an unlimited supply that gets temporarily damped, dampened for whatever reason. So you know we do need to. To disengage, to disengage and recharge is really important. That is one of the strategies, and I will explain how to do that properly. But the prospect that's implied in the current media idea of compassion fatigue is that um, people are going to lose a sense of concern for others. Over and 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 if they did, I mean that would be a disaster. We we need to have compassion for each other. In fact. The more that you get to know yourself and develop your identity, the more empathic and um, and compassionate you are, the more you access your compassion and your empathy. Because as you recognize who you are and you get confidence in who you are, you recognize that you're part of the puzzle and there's something you can do that no one else can do. And you recognize that others, when you reach out and help others, you're enhancing their, 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 their gifting. And therefore, and it's not a competition, and then your empathy towards others increases. There's also other research showing that if you are in a bad place for whatever reason, if it's exhausted from work or if you're in the caring field, or if you have maybe a family member or friends or someone who are going through a lot of stuff and it's been going on for a while, if you, if you are on the new, you know, if this passive exposure to the brutal news cycle, maybe consciously and unconsciously when you, you know, not, when you, not unconsciously, but consciously reading it and then passively whatever we are exposed to being absorbed as I've explained before all of those can are are not draining but blocking it's kind of like building these locks or closing these doors or closing like putting layers or more and more locks whatever analogy you want to use on your unlimited supply of compassion so research shows that when we reach out in the state where we're going through whatever we're going through and we reach out and help others in that state, we increase our own healing, whatever that healing is, whether it's physical, mental, both, whatever it is, relationship-wise, whatever, we increase our own healing by up to 65, 68, sometimes 70%. So that's a factor of, which means that we boost our ability for our own healing when you reach out to help others. But the point is, you're not supposed to just do it continuously because there's your, your brain, it, you're supposed to, sorry, let me say that again. We are able to help others constantly. It's good for us. It's healthy. It helps our own healing, but you're supposed to do it in cycles. So like you go to sleep at night to recharge, you need to recharge your empathy battery. You need to recharge to make sure that you can constantly get access. Actually, that's a really good analogy. If you think of your cell phone, it's, you know, it's there. It's working. But if you, in your, in your computer, if you don't charge them, then they lose power. And it's not that the cell phone's gone away the computer's gone away, it's just, well, that everything's disappear. Well, hopefully, really, Like I spilled coffee on my computer the other day and for some reason it's still working, but for a few moments it didn't work. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, the computer working and if you don't charge it, it loses charge. So what happens is with empathy and, and compassion is if we just keep being exposed to the brutal news cycle in a conscious and a passive way, if we are in the caring situation of whatever that means, work, home, life, whatever, both, and and just the exhausting demands of life today. If we don't recharge our batteries, it doesn't mean that we ran out of the supply. It means that you know that the battery's still there. You just got to charge it. again. You've got to recharge your brain and your conscious mind. And I'm going to explain that in more depth in a moment. So I just want to just re-emphasize that the the prospect of losing any sense of concern for others over the longer term would be a disaster. And in fact, research shows that the opposite is true, that when we help others and increase our empathy, we improve and boost our own healing by up to 65 plus percent, which is amazing. Okay, so there's no doubt, I just want to stress it again, that the ongoing brutal news cycle, the extraordinary stresses of, of care type work, and just life in general it can put you at high risk of exhaustion. The constant passive exposure to suffering can in a deplete, deplete access. Once again, we all agree on this, okay? We don't need to. We don't need to reduce our empathy. We don't need to pull back from giving empathy and pull back from giving compassion in order to heal. That's the worst thing we can do. But that's the implication. From what you read about this, and it's a very, it's trending this topic quite a lot at the moment. So the, the, the the idea is that they're saying it's an unlimited resource. If you give out too much to recover, you mustn't give out any. And that's not the correct thing to do. It's unlimited. And the way that we recharge is the way that we continue is by recharging and recharging is, uh, and is going to give us then access to that unlimited supply. So when we, as I said before, when we start getting entire compassion fatigue. It means that somehow either we're losing charge, if you want to use that analogy, or you know we we're not accessing the the power out of the, the the unlimited tank of compassion and empathy. So we don't need to reduce our empathy or compassion to recover. Definitely not. It's the worst thing. Rather, we need to recharge, set self boundaries, carry on developing compassion, which is so naturally ingrained. So naturally ingrained in, in, who we are as humans. Okay. So underlying the, the current thinking is that, is this idea of expectation. So this is really interesting. So what has happened is that the way that this is presented in general to the public and also in, in certain studies and things is that an expectation is, has been set. So there's like a mindset that's been presented that we've wired into our network, our mind, brain, body network. And that says that Compassion fatigue is coming from you running out of a resource. And therefore you when you give too much, you are, you're going to run out. And so the expectation, the mindset that's set up, you expect to run out. And then you think, okay, well, I've run out. So I don't have any left to give. Meanwhile, you haven't run out. And the best way to, to get it to, to, to reactivate is to have a bit of a recharge and then just start giving again, which it brings in that sixty five to seventy percent factor. So, expectation, an expectation mindset plays a massive, massive role in this. So, and the, and the the question I want to the point I also want to emphasize, along with expectation, is to re to reemphasize. I mean, is that the brain is unlimited in its resources in the way that it works. It, there's, there's so much power in the brain. We don't fully even understand. The power of one neuron, let alone one neuron talking to another neuron, let alone what's inside neurons and let alone that combination and let alone that the fact that we have a hundred billion neurons and all the stuff going on inside them, between them in a quantum. There, there's so much energy and power in the brain. And the, 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 also the mind is unlimited, which drives the brain. The mind is totally unlimited, but. The mind, and we did that talk recently. I didn't go back and look at the pre- couple of previous neural lines back where I spoke about the non-conscious and the conscious mind and the um, s- subconscious and the unconscious. The conscious mind gets tired and needs recharging. The physical brain body get tired and need recharging. The minute that, that, and the, But the, and the subconscious mind also gets tired because it supports it's a doorway. So it also will get tired if the conscious mind and brain are tired. But the non-conscious never gets tired. It never, ever, ever gets tired. I have been a big fan of Bond Charge's amazing products for a while now. And I'm so excited to share with you about their amazing infrared sauna blanket. If you've been following me for a while, you know how I'm love using the infrared sauna for my mental health. However, I'm always travelling for work and often don't have access to a sauna when I need one to decompress and de-stress. This is why I love Bond Charge's Infrared Sauna Blanket. It works by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise so it burns calories whilst you relax and de-stress. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. It also helps flush out heavy metals and other toxins, supporting your mind, body and health. Plus using an infrared sauna also helps release endorphins which can leave you feeling euphoric after your session. It's an all-round mood booster. The Bond Charge Infrared Sauna Blanket works by using infrared light which heats up the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also do not need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. I love how easy it is to use and clean and how it takes around a minute to set up. It's also super sleek and lightweight, which makes it great to travel with. Plus, the Bond Charge Infrared Sauna Blanket is made with vegan leather and comes with free shipping and an easy returns policy with a 30-day free trial period. So, make 2024 the year you experience less stress and more relaxation, even when you're on the go. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and use the coupon code LEAF to save 15% on your Infrared Sauna Blanket. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R ge.com slash leaf and use the coupon code leaf to save 15 percent. the link in details will be in the show notes and that's what's driving us and so so our desire to have compassion for others is in our non-conscious it's part of our spiritual who we are so it's pouring through but if you stay up let me give you this example if you if you stay up all night for three nights in a row, four nights in a row, you're going to start having some psychotic reactions because we need to sleep to recharge our physical brain and body and to recharge our conscious mind and to kind of almost keep the non-conscious mind in check, okay, because it's got so much energy. So in order for your conscious mind and your brain and your body to handle the non-conscious, you need to recharge. So it's really important that. So the brain is unlimited. The conscious mind is unlimited. The non-conscious mind is unlimited. But the conscious mind and brain get tired and need recharging. The non-conscious doesn't need recharging. It just never stops. Okay, it's this quantum energy powerhouse, super powerhouse. Okay, and it just never stops. It's your life force. Okay, so that's really important. Now, I've just spent a lot of time emphasizing things to try and counter the mindset that you've most likely been exposed to, which is compassion fatigue means you've run out of compassion. So hopefully now I've changed that, started changing that because if you think that if I give too much compassion and to have too much empathy, I'm going to run out, then your expectation is that you're going to run out. You are going to run out because your expectation that you have, that mindset, not some random thing, it's a sort in your mind that wires into your brain and your body and if you think about it enough, whatever you think about the most grows and it becomes this net because mindsets are these nets through which we view or, or filters through which we view life, maybe filters a better word and if your expectation mindset is one of, I'm going to run out of compassion so therefore I mustn't give too much, then if you do give too much, you've got to this reaction that you're expecting, which is you're going to be tired and you're going to think, okay, well, I mustn't give anymore. And then you're going to wonder why when you don't give enough compassion or have enough empathy um, or, you know, you naturally want, when you want to give it and you don't, you're fighting against the natural instinct and that in itself is very, very draining. When we fight against our own natural instinct to give others empathy and to have compassion for others because we think we're too tired, that's going to make you depressed. That's going to make you drained because you're going against your natural grain. Okay, so research shows that if we think the brain is going to run out of resources when we are too empath- empathic, this creates a self-fulfilling prophecy that we are going to lose resilience if we have too much empathy. And I can imagine a world that thinks, "Oh my gosh, if I have too much empathy, too much compassion for my neighbor, for my this, for other people in other parts of the world, for are things going on." If I have too much empathy, I'm going to lose resilience. I'm not going to cope. If I have that wired in, that's what I'm going to expect. And it's going to create this distorted pattern. And it's going to affect you in a negative way. So I don't want that to happen for you because that's not the truth. It's not the correct thing. What it actually happens because it's the other way around. We increase our resilience when we pour compassion and empathy on others. When we increase compassion and empathy with giving ourselves a chance to recharge. We're going to boost brain and mental health. The bottom line is that our beliefs or mindsets, okay, powerfully influence how we behave and how we function and what we are capable of and how resilient we are. And what we need to do is balance empathy with recharging the conscious mind and brain, okay? And the body, because whatever you do with the mind-brain Also affects the body. Okay. So just to give you an idea of the, of, of the expectation, this expectation mindset. And because this is the very first thing to do is to, to actually examine the very first thing I want you to do tonight as you're listening to me is to examine your compassion mindset. I want you to, and your empathy mindset. Do you think it's, it's a limited resource? And if you give too much, it's going to affect your resilience. Or do you think, oh, no, you've got unlimited, or maybe you didn't think about it, and you just realize, oh, you've passively just accepted that compassion fatigue, you've done too much for others, and therefore you need to just take time for yourself. Now, I'm not anti-self-care, I talk about, but part of self-care is giving compassion and empathy in the right way, I recharge it. So the very first strategy to using empathy and compassion in, in the right way to bring healing and to your mental health and physical health and to others. Because when others receive your empathy, it's so good for them. And when you see their response, that's so good for you, that interchange. The first thing you need to do is check your mindset. What are you expecting? What is your mindset, your expectancy mindset when it comes to compassion fatigue? I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful.